0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 28th day of April. In the year of our Lord, 2023, I will be talking today about the economic and industrial nature of modern war. That's my beat today, war. How that economic nature inures to the benefit of China. I will also talk about how the world is turning away from the financialized system of warfare used by the U.S. How much of the world's population of people and nations are turning away from the dollar to other currencies, especially the Chinese yuan. For purposes of our discussion, I will presume that modern war began with World War II. World War II was the first modern war for our discussion, and that war certainly was industrial. The U.S., protected from attack by two oceans, was able to convert its massive industrial base into war production while Germany and Japan were subjected to strategic bombing to destroy their industry and with it their capacity to make war. Therefore, industry was a deciding factor, the difference in that war. Most war today is psychological, although there's plenty of kinetic warfare in this world. Both still depend to a large extent on economics and industry. For example, this Castle Report was inspired by an article I read in Russia Today, Entitled Russia Has Enough Coal for 300 Years, according to the industry Energy Ministry. It seems that Russia has enough coal to last four centuries while the industry in the U.S. is winding down, largely because of efforts to convert from fossil fuels to green energy and the movement of manufacturing offshore. Russia, meanwhile, just goes about digging its coal out of the ground, shipping it all over the world as if nothing had happened. Russia, has far more coal than it can use at the present time. So who's buying it? Who's buying all that Russian coal? Europe at first, but now China, of course. I quote briefly from the Russia Today article, quote, Russia produced 443.6 million tons of coal in 2022, a 0.3% increase from 2021. Exports fell 7.5% to 210.9 million tons following the introduction of embargoes last August on Russian coal by the U.S., EU, and U.K., which had previously been the recipient of nearly a third of Russian coal exports, end quote. You can see from that quote that almost half of Russian coal is being exported and before the sanctions. It went to the West. Now the sanctions have allowed the enemies of the West, or at least the opponents, if you prefer that term, to prosper. This seems like madness to me, but I suppose it's just part of the suicide of the West, as Pat Buchanan used to refer to it. China has continued to stockpile Russian coal this year in record amounts with imports hitting a record last month of 8.8 million tons, up 29% over February and three times more than the same month a year ago, according to Chinese customs data. So... Despite the sanctions, the Russians don't seem to be having any trouble finding markets. While the U.S. and the West are breaking down the industry, talking constantly about wind and solar, the BRICS nations, led by China, are importing coal and ratcheting up their industries. That is a message that the world apparently wants to hear, but the West just isn't listening. Many nations are tired of the U.S. drive for world hegemony. They now sense weakness. The sanctions have finally made the difference in the world's willingness to put up with financial bullying. Russia covers 12% of the Earth's surface. Coal is the only, only one of many sources of fuel. Russian deposits of oil and gas can and did power most of Europe until Joe Biden decided to teach those Germans a lesson. He taught them who runs this world, and he sabotaged the Nord Stream pipeline. Russian timber, a renewable resource, can be converted into charcoal in massive amounts. Many other natural resources lie under the Russian soil as well. To counter all this, the U.S. has the world's reserve currency. We can print money at no cost, and the rest of the world takes it at value we assign to it. If you want to buy oil or gas, you must convert your own currency into dollars. Because we run the world, only dollars are permitted in trade. We invade any country that displeases us, but they cannot invade us. To bolster this disparity, we have approximately 750 military bases around the world. No one seems to know the exact number. 750 is a close approximation. Dollars are, are and have been since the Bretton Woods Agreement in 1948 extremely valuable. The new system of value in financialization is extremely favorable for the elite, extremely impoverishing for everyone else. U.S. stocks are currently worth $45 trillion. U.S. real estate, $36 trillion. U.S. government bonds, $31 trillion. This is all smoke and mirrors, folks. But the rest of the world has always bought it because they have no other choice. At least they have no other choice until now. The U.S. military, especially the U.S. Navy, enforces this system around the world. U.S. word is law all over the world, so you do what we say or else if the Russians grow weary of a U.S. coup and a regime change to a U.S.-friendly government right on the Russian border. Well, that's just too bad if the Russians grow nervous about a hostile military alliance with nuclear weapons growing right up to its very border despite solemn promises not to do so. Well, that's just tough, folks. Yes, that was a pretty cool system for the U.S., but that was yesterday's world, and tomorrow's world will be completely different. We need to come to grips with the fact that the world we have lived our lives in is ending. There's no saving it from the world our children and grandchildren will live in. The 40-year trend toward lower and lower interest rates with no resulting inflation is ending. With its end comes the end of constantly increasing asset values for the elite. Who could borrow at virtually no cost, invest in constantly rising stocks? That system I just described, along with U.S. imperialism abroad, has destroyed the middle class in the U.S., condemned those below the middle class into poverty. The future will not elevate those people. No, it won't. But it will add more and more to their numbers. Let's look at a partial reason the U.S. ruling elite were able to get away with this system of exploitation for so long. The extra dollars the U.S. printed and pumped into the system were spent mainly on foreign-made goods because foreigners now make virtually everything. The dollars went to China, Vietnam, Bangladesh, India, many other places like those. Nations where people work for a living for very low wages made the goods and accepted pieces of paper in return for their labor and movement is underway across the world to move away from the dollar and it is rapidly gaining steam. The BRICS include Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, but many other nations are lining up to join them. In Brazil, which has been a de-dollarization leader, President Lula at a recent conference famously said, quote, every night I ask myself why all countries have to base their trade on the dollar, In quote. Many others are asking that question as well. According to Bloomberg, the BRICS are expected to outpace the U.S.-led G7 nations in terms of their contribution to the world's economic growth. For this year, Brazil is not the only one, because Argentina just announced it would be dropping the dollar in favor of the yuan. The Mexican president just completed a trip to China. Chinese on the border of the U.S.? That would be problematic for me. I wonder if it will be a problem for Joe Biden. But then I guess what goes around comes around, folks. Dollarization is happening faster than economists expected, apparently as the dollar continues to lose its reserve status. The dollar share of global reserves fell ten times faster last year than it has in the last two decades. Countries are looking for alternatives after Russian sanctions started to affect their own abilities to trade abroad with whomever they wanted. On the other side of the world, the Middle East is rapidly leaving the dollar. China's efforts to bring an alliance between Iran and Saudi Arabia, enemies since the Saudi state was formed after World War I are well known. It's fascinating to think that Saudi Arabia was formed by the British when the Ottoman Empire fell. With its defeat in World War I, the British just drew some lines on the sand map chose the Saud family to rule it. Since the petrodollar agreement in 1974, the U.S. has kept the Saud family in power with its military. The Chinese have a different plan now, it seems. The U.S. likes the plan of making enemies that people must be protected from. Iran, the ancient enemy always threatening to expand, had to be kept from taking over the Middle East and expelling the Saud family. I'm not going to tell you that the Chinese communists are nice people. We should strive to emulate them, but I will say they have a different appeal. The world is buying it. They bring diplomats from Iran and Saudi Arabia to China, which was in itself a very significant move, very noticeable in this world. They tell the two countries to stop fighting, make plans to get along, and if they do so, they will follow China into a world of trade and wealth, not a world of constant warfare. Is that a true and fair picture of what China has in store for the world it leads? Who knows? But I know that the world is buying what the Chinese are selling. For eight years, Iran and Saudi Arabia have been fighting a proxy war in Yemen. The war has killed about 350,000 civilians, plunged Yemen into a state of abject poverty, and mass starvation, the Saudis have made no military progress in recent years despite advanced weapons from the U.S. And their military is exhausted. Within two weeks of the China conference, there was a ceasefire in Yemen. When asked about what the U.S. would think about its Chinese and Iranian deals, the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman said, quote, I don't care what the U.S. thinks, end quote. So far, the first time in 48 years, the Saudis say... They're open to trading in currencies other than the dollar. Even the West is looking for a way to move away from the dollar. The Chinese and other Asian nations have spearheaded the drive away from the dollar, but they are by no means the only ones. France wants to be free of the dollar's dominance as well. Perhaps the Nord Stream had something to do with the dollar's coming demise in Europe. The people who fell on Normandy's beaches The people who liberated France, who freed Europe from the Nazi menace, could no longer be trusted not to ruin their economies and to starve their people. What happens when all those dollars held in reserve by central banks all over the world for so many years, so those dollars don't cause any U.S. inflation? What happens when they come home? I've got a feeling we're about to find out, folks, and I don't think it's a very pretty picture. No, the picture looks more like out-of-control inflation to me with a very much lower standard of living for Americans, falling asset prices, rising prices on goods, especially essentials like food and fuel appear to be in our future. Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen recently admitted on CNN that U.S. sanctions against Russia might just be undermining the dollar's reserve status around the world. She went on to say that it does create a desire on the part of China, Russia, and Iran to find an alternative. She didn't mention, however, that all the other countries looking for an alternative, nor did she say the countries on the other side of this divide from the U.S. outnumber the U.S. population by something like 50 to 1. Finally, folks, who says there's no good news in this world today? The faceless collective running this country into the ground announced the other day that it would seek re-election to continue our national plunge to the bottom of the pit. It said it wanted to, quote, finish the job, I suppose. It believes there's a small remnant of American society and a small section of the American economy that is yet to be completely destroyed. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Darrell Castle. Thanks for listening.